Hi, and welcome back to 10 Minute Takes from Get School. In this series, you'll hear authentic opinions from individual students on topics that they are passionate about. I'm your host for this series, Francis Massoni, and today, Aiden Valo will be talking about the criteria and priorities that Ivy Leagues use to make decisions on students' acceptance. Aiden will also elaborate on the other areas where Ivy League schools are lacking in diversity, including financially. Please enjoy and continue listening. Hello, everyone. I'm Aiden Velo, and welcome back to the Get Schooled podcast. Today, we will be talking about college and more specifically, admission into some of the top colleges in the country, the Ivy Leagues. We've already previously covered general admissions techniques, tips, tricks, and opinions in earlier episodes. However, today I'd like to discuss the nuances behind who gets into these prestigious universities. The Ivy Leagues, some of the most distinguished and most sought after institutions in the country and in the world. While the league originally found its roots as an athletics conference, today the schools have taken up the mantle as an idealized version of higher education. With tens of thousands of applicants every single year, schools such as Harvard, Yale, Princeton, and Brown are all looking for the best of the best to attend. Ivy Day, as it's been called, was just a couple of weeks ago when hopefuls received their decision letters. However, statistically, most applicants ended their college journey in disappointment. Aside from the grades and the extracurriculars, what more do colleges want? It feels like the bar is getting higher every application cycle. There is one thing that the Ivies outwardly stress more than other factors, and that is diversity. From the pictures on their school website showing their racial, ethnic, and religious diversity on campus to the brochures they hand out, with, with statistics informing the reader about their resources for ex-marginalized community and their commitments to providing an open, safe campus for everyone. Lawrence S. Bacow, president of Harvard University, stated on the diversity and inclusion section of Harvard's website, quote, Harvard must address diversity, inclusion, and belonging as an institution. We have made necessary and important progress, but there is much to be done if we hope to address the many dimensions of racism and the effects they have on our community and our society, end quote. Breaking down racial barriers is clearly a focal issue for these colleges. For Yale's class of 2026, 51% identified themselves as students of color made up of a mix of African, Asian, and Latino Americans, and to a much smaller amount, about half a percent, Pacific Islander students. The other Ivies have similar racial makeups in this regard. The Ivies don't slouch when it comes to racial and even geographical makeup of their student body. However, there is one major factor where these colleges aren't as diverse as they would seem to be, wealth. Now, these colleges have a robust student aid program for those admitted. However, entering the metaphorical golden gates of admission requires immense effort, which is multiplied for those with low socioeconomic status. I wanna share a quote by Robin J. Haynes, who wrote an article on this topic in The Atlantic. We poor students are not rare, exotic fruit, which can only be discovered through adventurous colonial missions. The Ivy Leagues have a certain standard that one needs to meet in order to attend, but the path to reach that standard is more arduous for some than others. For families with a history of incarceration and food insecurity, the chance to succeed is inevitably lower than the families who already have established generational wealth, connections, and time to invest in their children. 
the exceptional stories you hear about a poor student following their passion and working at a part-time job, all while taking care of a single mother and siblings attending Princeton is just that, exceptional. There are an innumerable number of students who face similar difficulties and financial insecurity who didn't make the cut. The fact of the matter is, money makes a difference in the college decision process. Those with generational wealth are able to afford summer programs, extracurricular trips, and expensive tutoring to mold their sons and daughters to be Ivy League material in a way less fortunate folks could only dream of as they focus on more essential tasks, such as putting food on the table and keeping the lights on. There is this fantasy for Ivy League schools how they shop for the exemplary, atypical student who rises above the rest despite their situation. But for admissions, being a B student with what feels like the world against you is not in their GPA range. According to an article published by the Harvard Open Data Project, the median parental income of a student from Harvard is $174,000, and 57% attending Harvard come from the top 10% financial bracket. The bottom 90%, which hardly sounds like the bottom at all, is a minority at Harvard. There is an important note. It is important to note the median U.S. household income was $65,000 in PPP in 2021, and the international median household income was $10,000, though this was taken from a Gallup poll in 2013. Only 3.05% of sampled Harvard students came from families in the bottom 20% of the U.S. income distribution. And while a study done by the Upshot published in the New York Times finds that students from families in the top 1% making $630,000 or more annually make up at least a tenth of the admitted student body in any one of the Ivies, with Dartmouth having the highest percentage, with a fifth of its students coming from ultra-wealthy backgrounds. This being said, it is difficult to measure how much one's situation helps or hampers their own personal achievements, but it cannot be understated the influence of the dollar does have an impact, and that the Ivies are not impartial to wealth. These schools are a chance for some of the most diverse, talented, and unique people across the planet to come and learn together. It would be a shame to squander the opportunity to allow people from some of the most affluent social communities to meet and understand the lives of those from less fortunate but equally qualified backgrounds. There is a little bit of humility that comes from the college applications as the process is a business and people still need to get paid. However, in the rush to prove one's commitment to diversity, it is not enough to solely place emphasis on an applicant's outwardly showing traits such as race. One's lived-in experience and economic background also matter. As a final message for all of you who are looking to college with anxious anticipation, you are enough no matter where your journey takes you. This is Aiden signing off. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Get Schooled. As always, Get Schooled Student Stories from Across Kentucky is brought to you by the Kentucky Student Voice team. And you can follow us at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at team. While you're at it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could share this episode and subscribe to our show at Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And stay tuned for another episode of Get Schooled. Thank you.